yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the show. It's Jessica. How are you today? I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you're taking the time for you and taking the time to move your business forward. You are in for a treat because I have the incredible Jackie Murphy on the show today and you're going to absolutely love her. Before Jackie was the host of the Yoga Boss podcast, she learned the hard way that being a talented yoga teacher isn't enough to build a lifelong profitable business. Using her 10 years of experience in teaching, opening studios, and leading teacher trainings, Jackie now helps yoga teachers become profitable CEOs by offering them the most effective marketing, sales, and business foundation strategy in the industry. We dive in deep, my friends. All types of things come up for this episode, and it's so good. Lots of mindset shifts. We talk a little bit about the yoga industry as a whole, and we talk about how decision-making doesn't always have to feel good to be right. So take a listen. I know you're going to love it. Hey, Jackie, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? Ah, great. Thank you so much for being here. I'm just so excited about this chat. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, of course. Like you're such a, you're such a brilliant mind and like a bright shining light in this world where so many teachers are feeling like they can't make this thing happen. And you're one of those pillars of truth. It's like, yes, you can. So you have to be on this podcast. (laughs) I just like, I'm going to replay that sentence every morning. You're brilliant and a bright light. (laughs) Everyone needs to hear that. Thank you. You're welcome. so good and true by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I I just, um, that's what I hope to be. I hope to be a leader. And I know there's so many leaders in our industry who are doing this now, but just one of those people who says, Hey, like you deserve to do what you love, teach this incredibly effective philosophical meditation, like whatever you're teaching thing and make the money that you want to make and have the life that you want to have. And it's really the voice that, you know, I wish I had had 11 years ago, 12 years ago when I was starting out as a yoga teacher. Yes. And I'm so, I'm actually so glad that maybe that you didn't have that experience because it (laughs) propelled you to, to be that person for others. So thank you. Totally. Like I never thought I'd end up here. I don't think any of us end up where we, you know, plan to be, but this was not my career path (laughs) until it was obvious that it was my career path. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just glad that you listened to the call because, because we need you. We need, we need more, more of you too. So anyway, I feel like we're just diving right on in, but I, I, we heard a little bit about you in the intro, but I want to know a little bit about your story. You know, obviously you've been teaching yoga you Mm -hmm. have this business background too. So, you know, how did it all get started? Yeah. Gosh. (laughs) I mean, like, where do I start? I was, one of my like youth group, I grew up in the church growing up and one of my youth group leaders took me to a yoga class, which was, you know, she was just her and I and another friend. And that was my first ever yoga class. And it was the first time I ever felt calm and felt like 
safe and relaxed and all these things that I was, I was a teenager. I was 15 years old. I was yearning for. And from that point on, I was just hooked on yoga and I loved it. And it was my practice. And I, I could feel the difference that it had in my life, the days that I went and the days that I practiced and the days that I didn't. And so off I went to college after this experience and there wasn't the same style of yoga that I was used to, which now I have a different perspective on. But at that time I was like, I want this style of yoga this way. This is the only thing I'll take. (laughs) And it wasn't there. So I decided to get certified and start to teach and bring it myself. And honestly, those are my favorite memories of teaching yoga. I taught at the student recreation center, $7 per hour, (laughs) making nothing at all, clocking in, clocking out. But I was teaching students my age. We were all going through the same thing. We had exams at the same time. It was the first time I I felt like I was in a community and I could make a positive change in that community. And it was something that I loved to do. So while, you know, my college friends are out drinking and partying, I'm like headed off to teach yoga for the night. Um, so from there, I'm trying to like tell us in a quick manner. You're doing great. (laughs) From there, (laughs) I... I knew I wanted to teach, um, but I was scared. I didn't think I could make money. It wasn't the normal career path. I didn't go to college to become a yoga teacher. And I got a corporate job and I did that. I I don't even think I did that for a full year. I'd have to go back and look. And then I quit. You know, I said, I just, this is not going to work. I was depressed. I was unhappy, quit to teach yoga full time. And the first year that I did that, I made $15,000 and I drove 40,000 miles in one city, (laughs) like just in circles, (laughs) teaching, not making enough money. And there were months where like money didn't come in at all. And I was, I was living on my own and I was trying to figure out how to be an adult and trying to figure out how to make yoga work. And that was the moment where I realized I needed help. I needed someone to tell me if this was possible, if I could do it and how to do it. And I didn't have anything. So that led me to figuring out the hard way and doing it myself and learning how to build a successful yoga business, create a brand, network, market, and eventually sell in a way that I feel really ethical and passionate about and ended up creating some pretty successful studios, um, selling everything from memberships to retreats, to teacher trainings, to stretchy yoga pants. I mean, like everything that you could sell as a yoga teacher, I've done it. And finally got to the place where I realized, okay, now that I understand this, I can teach people what I did that works. So they don't have to go through really the decade of trial and error error and failure that I did. They can speed through that a little bit quicker. Oh my gosh. I can, I just resonate so much with a lot of your story. And I bet so many people that are listening right now feel exactly the same way. I think, you know, we've all been, we you have our, our initial foray into yoga where we feel like, Oh, there's so much here. And I just know this is something for me mm-hmm. and, you know, into your teaching career and, you know, figuring out exactly, you know, your voice and your audience and your students. And then, saying, well, that's wonderful, but that's not going to pay the bills. So you have to find the thing that does that absolutely crushes you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way, you know? Right. Right. And I think as I started out, I went to mentors and I looked at the teachers that I really respected 
And I was asking, how do I do this? Like, how did you create a career from this? And I got answers back that were like, well, you need to marry rich or this can't really be your full career. It can only be your, you know, thing on the side, essentially people that I respected and loved telling me you can't do it. It's not possible. And I think for a long time, I believed them. Now this isn't like, I'm not saying anything bad about them. They were just repeating to me their views of the world that they were probably taught. So it's not their fault. I'm not mad at them, but it did for a long time, hold me back from figuring it out. Cause I just kind of was like resigned to the idea that it could work. And I started listening to a pretty popular podcast and that podcast gave me the idea of making six figures and, you know, that was possible. And I was like, wait a second, hold on. Like, what if this is actually possible? What if I just figure out how to make money? Of course I can do this with yoga. And that like really put me on the journey of figuring out business, which is what isn't taught in teacher training. And most yoga teachers don't have that background, whether it's marketing or selling or anything in business, how to choose a niche or how to choose a price, all of that. Yeah. I, I love that you, um, that you, I love everything you said just about that whole experience where you're like, I'm asking people that I admire who seem to be successful, how they have done it. And they didn't really have an, a, the answer that you were looking for. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think we see that a lot. It's like, oh, well, I guess that isn't going to happen for me because that person on the pedestal over there, it didn't happen for them. So it's not possible for me. Yeah. But there's that voice that you found through podcasting, which I mean, hallelujah for podcasting. Right. right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, that that voice who said, you know, actually it is possible and there is a way that you can figure out. And I'm so glad that you set that first voice aside so you can listen to the second. Yeah. That's, I'm, amen to the podcasting changed my whole life. Right. Yes. Listening to a podcast, taking a walk every day changed my life. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. I, I, I much prefer to fold laundry during a podcast than yes. anyway. So <laughs> right? my house is even cleaner. It's, it's a bonus. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, true. so you dove in, you figured it out and I would love to know, cause I feel like sometimes there's like this glamorization of like, once you've hit to the top and it's like, ah, oh, like, that person did it. And I, it must've been just like smooth sailing and, you know, so no easy. bumps in the road. Yeah. Nope, yeah. It's, it's no problem. <laughs> you can do it. And it's just, you know, step one, two, and three, and it's going to be so simple, simple. So yeah. tell me a little bit about the, like, not glo- so glamorous side of building these multiple yoga businesses. Yeah. It's so interesting because I really do believe business is simple. It is, it can be as easy as step one, two, and three, but that does not mean it's easy. So like the steps are simple, but it means you got to figure out the steps and figure out how to make them work for you. So what I tell my clients and what I always, even I'm telling myself is that life is going to be life. Once you've achieved your goals, it's not going to change. You're not going to reach this level. I at least haven't, maybe you do. I haven't reach this level of bliss where I'm just like happy every day and enjoying my career. Like there are days where I still don't want to work because I'm a human and I'd rather lay in bed or do whatever I want to do. And I think we often, I was just talking to my clients about this concept. Like we put our goals on a pedestal and we look up to them and we imagine that it's going to be so much better there. And they're amazing and have a goal. That's awesome. And at the same time, bring it down. take it off the pedestal, 
what's going to be the same about your life when you reach that goal? You're going to some mornings wake up in a bad mood. You're going to run late. <laughs> Things at the studio. I mean, like we had the ceiling cave in once because the humidity was left on overnight. Oh my God. <laughs> like stuff just goes wrong. We've had stuff with hiring, with, with people, all that's going to happen. So what's going to be the same? What might change? But also, can you just let yourself love where you are now? Because if you can love where you are now without achieving the goal, you're going to love where you are when you do achieve the goal without needing it to be a complete total life makeover. Cause it's really just not. So I'm not sure if that totally answers your question, but the not so glamorous side is like, I still have anxiety, <laughs> still freaking human. <laughs> I still get nervous about posting on Instagram and I've been doing it for years. Like all of that is still the same and I make an impact and there's a beautiful side to it too. Yeah. Oh, I love that you, that you're so generously sharing kind of like behind the curtain. It's like, we're still humans (laughs) and it's actually, I feel like once you're in business, all of that stuff is just under the microscope. Mm-hmm. Can, like all your stuff comes up, anxiety and posting, you know, mm-hmm. you're putting yourself out there, having difficult conversations with staff, et cetera, et cetera. Like that is just part of it. And it doesn't automatically resolve once mm-hmm. you've hit some level of success. No. And for me, the level of success always moves. Like I'm still working on that of having a goal and letting the goals get bigger while I also am relishing on what I've created and, and not chasing the proverbial carrot of the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I think that's a, I don't know, I was going to say a human response, but I also think it might be like a very American response of like work, 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 get the next goal. So I'm not sure if everyone deals with that, but that definitely is still there for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I say I'm raising my hand. Nobody else can see it, but you, but I'm raising my hand right now because I do. And I actually just did an episode about this. It's like, we move the goalpost. Yeah. We don't recognize always as, uh, you know, Americans or Westerners or however you want to look at it, just how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's actually like a travesty because mm-hmm. if you could look back to where you were, you know, 15 years ago, you would be amazed at how you have like flourished in what yeah. you're doing. And so, and so impressed, I'm sure. Yeah. I can't even imagine like the version of me that was just teaching, just starting out. If I could like go back and talk to her right now and be like, Hey, listen, this is everything you create. She would faint. <laughs> she would be like, just blown away. And here I am like, but, but now it's the next thing. Now it's the next revenue goal or the next milestone. So it's just a constant, like checking in with when that comes up, making sure that I don't lead from that place. Cause it's not intentional for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. It is always the checking in and, and the touching back in with like, okay, is this actually true that I'm yeah. failing in this moment, even though right. all of these amazing things have actually just happened. I have, I had a pep talk with myself yesterday about that exact thing. <laughs> so yeah. you're not alone. And I'm sure most people are listening. They're like, oh yeah, been there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I know you're really passionate about teaching your clients, business owners, and other teachers about Mm decision-making and how things always don't have to feel super good. Like you don't Mm -hmm. always have this like amazing, like walking on a rainbow, there's butterflies and 
all this amazing like feeling going into this like hard decision making. So tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Yeah. So this is something that I struggled with personally, but I see a lot of my clients struggle with where it happens at all different stages, but specifically when you first start building your yoga business, you're going to want to sit on your mat and meditate for hours until you get a divine inspiration about what your niche should be and your price and the way that you should, your colors and what you should post on Instagram. And if it should be a personal Instagram or a business Instagram and all of those decisions aren't going to feel good because whether or not a decision feels good or not is totally based on what you're thinking about your own decision that you make. So growing up, at least I was taught, a lot of people are taught, like there are right decisions to make and there are wrong decisions to make. And you need to figure out ahead of time, what's the right decision and what's the wrong decision. And it puts us into this paralysis of fear where we can't make any decisions. We don't move forward at all because there's no way that you could possibly know what's the right price and what's the wrong price because it's an opinion. (laughs) It's always an opinion. So let's say you choose like $59 for your membership. Someone is going to tell you that's way too expensive. And someone else is going to tell you that's not enough. So no matter what decision you make, there's going to be both sides of the coin, both opinions to be had. So when you know that all you need to do is be able to make decisions strategically knowing that once you make a decision, most likely what's going to happen is your brain is going to want to change it. You're going to freak out. You're going to worry about it. You're going to doubt that it's the right decision. (laughs) And none of that feels good. When you think that's a sign that it's the wrong decision, that's what will slow you down. You'll change your mind again. You'll want to renegotiate. You'll want to start over. You'll want to remake the decision. And as long as you're remaking decisions in your business, you're not implementing, you're not moving forward. So I don't want to say like, don't trust your gut or intuition at all. Definitely do. But a lot of the times you just need to decide and then trust your gut that you can figure it out and make it the right decision. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Again, another amen in the same episode. It's so good. Like, I feel like you're so right. There's so much conditioning that has gone in decision-making that we're taught as, you know, children and, you know, moving on and even into business, it's like, you know, that should that, oh, that's the right decision. That feels good. Yeah. You know, probably a very common thing people say, and it always actually, most of the time it may feel horrible Yeah. (laughs) because you're pushing your limits right? when you're picking a price, you're niching down or you're doing a vulnerable share that, you know, is going to help your clients in some way on Instagram and and enter all these other examples. Like it might feel like crap. Mm Mm-hmm. And you could sit there and stew over that forever, or you could just mm-hmm. pick something yeah. and go with it. And then know that you can trust that if that's not the right decision, you can make another decision later. Yeah. Like you're never stuck with that thing. <laughs> yes. So the coach that I work with, my own business coach, she says, well, how does she say it? She says, there's no right offer. There's only the offer that you make right. Mm-hmm. And that sums up this whole idea. Like there's no thing that you need to search for externally to find. You just need to choose and then commit to making it work. It's like marriage. Yes. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I believe my husband is the one 
and I knew as soon as I met him, but I don't believe that if he wasn't my husband, I couldn't go make another marriage work. Like it's the commitment to making it work that matters, not him being the magical mystical man that I searched for forever. He just isn't, he's not that great. I love him, but like, that's just not how it works. (laughs) Oh, poor husband. He's like getting pushed under the rug. But when you know that, when you know there's no right decision to make, it gives you the freedom to just move forward in your business and move forward when you feel fear, doubt, worry, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, whatever comes up as you make decisions. It's, it's a, it's a practice. And I would say like to people listening, you're probably spending, probably, this is a gross estimation. Estimation, is that a word? Est- so. What am I trying to say? Estimation? Because <laughs> I, I don't know all your listeners, but my guess is from what I've worked with, the clients I've worked with, is you're spending too much time making decisions. And that is the number one thing slowing you down. Like oh. if you can move faster with your decisions, you make more money, you serve more people. That's so true. That's so true. And we get so spun up thing. And also some of these decisions too are, I'm going to say this might hurt some feelings. They may not be that big of a deal, but yeah. <laughs> in, in like comparison, how much time that you've spent, you know, thinking about like that single Instagram post, Yep. yep. <laughs> where you could have like posted the thing, made the offer, got someone to book your class mm-hmm. end of day, like you're, you're good, but mm-hmm. you're still stewing. So yeah. You know, I also think too, like I resonated so much with what, what you were saying about how, you know, how things like might feel really crappy. And, you know, I kind of think about ideas, programs and classes that you put out there, trainings that you lead. It's like almost like giving birth in a way. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't say I've not, I don't have kids aside from a kitty, but the, like the process of birth is messy. It's painful. Mm -hmm. It's also beautiful. And, you know, spaciousness also like there's so much wrapped up in it. But if Mm -hmm. I think if a a mother was like, Oh, sorry, this doesn't feel good. (laughs) I'm just not going to do it. Sorry. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Like it doesn't work that way. Right. (laughs) does not work that way. So I have given birth. I have a one and a half year old boy and I'm oh, currently congrats. pregnant right now too. So oh, my second's on the way. Thank oh, you. Um, and I'm just laughing because I tried to do the birth naturally and I, and I, it was my plan and holy moly, that pain. I, can only- <laughs> I mean, there's just no way I could have been like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tap out for a little bit. I wish <laughs> it was more of a reminder of like, this is so painful and I'm so strong and I can do it. And the secret to birth, which I didn't know this until I like started reading into, you know, how to do this and having a kid is surrender and is letting it be what it is without trying to resist it. And there's just such a lesson in that. Cause the same thing is true for a business. Like you make a decision, maybe pain comes up, whatever emotion your pain is. And if you can just surrender and let it be there, it works a lot easier than if you try and resist it when it shows up. What a, what a good lesson. Like that's, I feel like most of our lives would be so much easier if we could just surrender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But like, it's so hard. It is. It's like, I, I think about, you know, you're going up, up, up a roller coaster and you're holding on for dear life yeah. and it's coming anyway. Like mm-hmm. you might as well just kind of relax a little bit. 
mm-hmm. and go down, go yeah. down that mountain. Like let it's, it take you, let it take you. Exactly. Yeah. In order to surrender though, I think you have to trust deeply that it's all going to work out. And at least for a lot of the clients I work with that trust isn't there in the beginning of their business. They're still wanting to know, will this work or not? And you can't surrender if you don't trust. So it's, it's all connected and it's all important. And I always tell them like, it, that's not, it's not how business works. It's not like it either works. You have a good idea or it doesn't work. You have a bad idea. You have to decide that it's going to work and commit and trust that is what it will be that you'll get to the end of the roller coaster. And maybe you'll take a thousand different turns or you'll get stuck for a minute, but it, you will eventually get there. And I think once you know that, like, this is going to work, I'm going to figure out how to make this work no matter what, it's a lot easier to let yourself enjoy the ride of building a business. Cause it really is like a roller coaster. It's such a good analogy. I mean, those ups and downs, <laughs> they <They're> endless, <laughs> they take you for a ride. They do. They really do. And man, we were just rolling with the analogies today. There's just so many good ones when it comes, comes to what we're talking about. It's like, and also like, I feel like we, when we're getting started and we're wondering, like, they're like, Jackie can't like, is this going to work? Tell me yes or no. Am I going to make this amount of money for sure? Tell me yes or no. So I can sign up for your program or whatever it is like, and then, okay, how, how is that going to happen? Tell me the how. And you're like, sorry, but no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. 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 It's, but it's so, I get it though. Cause we've, we've been so again, coming back to that conditioning, we've been so conditioned to, we need to see everything in this box and this box. We also need to see how a is going to become B and C like, that's just, that's just how we've been, you know, raised as a society. So I get it. And you have to get over that. You've got to get past that to go down the next wave of that roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the how hunt, like looking for that, how to feel like it's going to work is another way that you'll just end up wasting your time and not making money. And it's so hard to get out of because your brain's like, no, no, no. If I just knew the how, then I would feel certain, confident, whatever. But there's no way that you could know the how, if you've never done it before, there's no way you could know the how, if it hasn't happened before, you'll know the how as it happens. And even working with a coach, working with a mentor, there's no way that we can know the how either because our how may not be your how. So if I told you, okay, this is step-by-step what I did to open a successful studio, that's what worked for me because I'm me, (laughs) it might not work for you. And so it's more important that you step into the, the willingness to figure out the how when a million hows go wrong and figure it out again and figure it out again and figure it out again and have your back along the way. Like when the how goes wrong, cause it will, it doesn't mean you made the wrong decision. It doesn't mean you need to change your price. It doesn't mean you need to think that you're doing something wrong. It just means you need to evaluate, tweak it and keep moving. And I did say this shows up at the beginning of business, but it, it shows up everywhere. So let's say you make your first six figures then you're like, but how can I make multiple, but how can I make that in one launch? But how it just continues to show up. I think the difference is you continue to get more aware and move through it a lot quicker without entertaining the drama of the how hunt for as long. 
Cause I still experience it. I have a new goal I'm working towards in my business and my brain's like, Hmm, I don't know, but how, <laughs> and I can just be like, Oh, okay. I hear you. And we're going forward. Yeah. <laughs> and keep showing up. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so good. How hunt. I love that. I mean, you're so right too. It's not just when we're just getting started. It re- will present itself over and over again. And we just become friends with it. We just say, yeah, yeah you're here. You, you can sit in the back. You don't get to touch the radio or the wheel. Yeah. But we're here. We go, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can hang out, but you're not leading. You're not leading. Yes. You're welcome. All parts of us are welcome. And somebody's got to ride and drive the car. So it's not you. (laughs) Oh, there's there's been so many good lessons in this episode. It's just like chock full of so many amazing things. Like if you could go back to any point of your career, maybe when you were starting teaching or building your businesses, if you could go back and tell yourself one thing that would save you a few or a lot Mm. of sleepless nights or a headache or two, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Oh, I just like want to go back and hug her. Yeah. <laughs> and like give her so much love and say you'll figure it out. Um, I think what would save me a lot of sleepless nights. There is a point where I still didn't feel confident as a teacher. I didn't know who I was as a teacher. And I had teachers I respected and I had lots of friends who were teachers. That's most of my friends. And for a long time, I was trying on their ways of teaching Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out like who I was going to be in the teaching world. And that cost, cost me money literally because I did certifications that I didn't ever need to do that. I was never going to use. And it costed, it costed me. It's (laughs) goodness gracious. It cost me a lot of time as well in a lot of, um, heartache because I never felt like I was authentically teaching. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was always missing something. And when you're teaching a class and you feel like you're not doing it right, or you're missing something, it doesn't, it's not fun. You lose the joy of what you're doing. So I think I would go back and tell her like, look around less, <laughs> like, I don't know, t- block people on Instagram if you need to, or, like go to the classes that you want to go to, but don't tell yourself you need to be like that teacher, do less certifications, almost put on blinders and spend more time with yourself, being yourself and figuring out who that is. And then becoming that person, a more like specific example is for a while, I tried to teach yen and my energy is not yen. Like, it's just, it's not my vibe. It's never going to be my, my vibe. I love to take it, but I'm not the teacher for it. Hmm. I'm the teacher. If you want a kick-ass workout, I'm the teacher. If you want the truth given to you in a really straightforward manner with lots of love. And as long as I like tried to be someone else, my people couldn't find me and I couldn't find me. And when that happens, obviously your marketing's not going to work. <laughs> your selling yeah. isn't going to work and your business isn't going to work. So that's kind of a long answer, but I would say just like tune in figure it out and trust that that's enough, that you're meant to be who you're meant to be as a teacher, whatever that means for you specifically. Yeah. Uh, I can so resonate with that. It's, I think when we're getting started as teachers too, it's like, we are searching for our own voice 
-hmm. in others. We're expecting to find what it is that's in here outside in some sort of external place, um, either you know, someone else's style or, you know, what we think people want from us as far as like a teaching style or a class. And then, gosh, I can, I have so been there, like in the collecting of certifications, mm-hmm. it feels like progress. It's like, mm-hmm. I have all this stuff. I have all yeah. these letters behind my name. It's awesome. And I was no better off yeah. because I just needed, I needed to teach. I needed to let the water run clear figure out who it is that I was as a teacher. And I feel like if you and I have a similar experience there, I can't even imagine how many people listening can feel that way too. So that's amazing advice, Jackie. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know if in your area, there was a teacher in my area. She was well-known. She was fabulous. She would lead a workshop called find your voice. Mm -hmm. And it was for yoga teachers. (laughs) And I remember looking at that workshop. I'm sure I did it at one point, but it was a long time ago and being like, Oh, that's the thing. If I could just find my voice, then everything would fall into place and I'd make money and I'd be happy. But as long as you're thinking, I need to find my voice, what you're not doing is realizing that you have a voice and you're using it. <laughs> so like yes. you should have renamed the workshop. Be like your voice is Use not your lost. voice. Use your voice. <laughs> yeah. Get loud show up. And I think anyone listening who's in that space, that's still trying to quote unquote, find their voice, like literally spend, I would spend an hour, but you spend 30 minutes, spend 15 minutes writing down what it is you want to say, what your voice is, how you're already using it, how you want to use it. And that will be far more impactful than enrolling in a workshop from someone else. Who's going to tell you how to find something that you're not missing. bringing the heat. I love it. Like, it's so true. And it's, it's funny. I, I wonder if that's just a workshop that's everywhere. Cause I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the same and I've thought the same. I was like, but I'm not lost. <laughs> I don't yeah, think my voice yeah, is wait not a lost. Second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's how most teachers feel when they graduate teacher training is just lost. And so of yeah. course that workshop does well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's so true. And I, I, you know, I have so much compassion for the 200 hour programs that the teachers that are leading that because they have so much love and care for what they're putting out there and there's just only so much you can get done in 200 hours yeah it's just you know teaching people about business and understanding that they do have a voice and they can use it is you know Mm -hmm. sometimes pretty low on the list Mm -hmm. which is crazy I mean yeah I have lots of thoughts about that so I I led (laughs) teacher training for a long time and I would say like at a group of 12 people enrolled, two people would become teachers. Mm -hmm. And I look back at that now and I'm like, that shows you there's something wrong with the process. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with the training. Maybe it shouldn't be 200 hours. I don't know. Maybe it should be longer so that more people are successful at doing what they want. But there's so many people on this planet who are yoga teachers, who've never taught, who don't want to teach, who do want to teach, but didn't know how. And it's not the yoga teacher's fault. It's kind of the way it's set up and run. I think this is like a, I think about it all the time. I think about all these different businesses I could open. I'm like, I would just redo teacher training and revamp it and like make sure that my teacher training had a success rate of at least 50%. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) put the bar too high. (laughs) 
Let's graduate some teachers and have them actually teach. Yeah, that's so true. And I mean, yeah, I feel like we could do a whole other episode on this because I'm passionate about it as well. It's just like, you know, the Yoga Alliance got in when they did and they set the tone and now everybody feels as if they need to march to that same beat. And I, I feel compassion for those businesses because some of them are set up in ways where it's like, that's it. That's how they're going to make money mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And they need to stay open. So I totally get that. And, you know, we're doing teachers and at the end of the day, students disservice by yeah. not teaching them how to actually teach. Right. Right. I think yoga Alliance is very, very, um, troubling. And this is like from a person who was registered with yoga Alliance for a decade, right? Getting all the certifications. Yep. Yep. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's just a made up thing. And uh-huh. they just took my money to take my money. Yeah. Yeah. So people that are listening right now who are worried about saying, oh, I don't know if like, I don't know if I should accept money. Like, if I, you know, I don't know if I'm integrity, like accepting money for what it is to do. I just made this idea up. Like that's exactly what businesses do is they make mm-hmm. things up. And I promise if you're listening, you're going to be in way more integrity than some other people out in the space. So mm-hmm. like literally we're all just making it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like truly you say, this is a service. I can help you. Do you want it? You get to just decide what you want to help people with and go charge for it. It's so interesting. Cause I can't imagine any yoga teacher not being an integrity to make money, but that just tells you where my brain is. Like, I, I just think that everyone, every yoga teacher is delivering such high value service or product that of course they should be making money from it. And I will say this, cause this is my like soapbox that I will stand on forever. The yoga industry is going to be a $60 billion industry in five years. It's already a $30 billion industry. This is like far more than some of the industries in the world. And when you look at that and you pull back, and this is just yoga, not wellness, that's a whole different category. When you pull back and you look at that, there is so much money in this industry and it's going to people who have never done yoga before, who don't know the practice, who don't know the philosophies, who don't really care about if you're injured as a student or not, because they don't even know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it's like, it's like a rallying cry for teachers. Like it is out of integrity for you not to make money. It is literally hurting your students by you to saying, I I shouldn't make money from this because it's a, it's hurting the quality of yoga out there and the perception of yoga out there. And so it's like time for every single teacher to say, I claim some of that 60 billion. You don't have to claim a lot. (laughs) If you want to go for it, claim a lot of that. Yes. But if you don't want to claim a lot, just claim some, because it's more important that the people who care about yoga and respect yoga are the ones who are making money from yoga. That is, we just got to do a 180 in our industry. We can keep it a $60 billion industry, but let's just fix this tiny little aspect of that. Mm, I'm so glad that you're just a thought leader in that change that needs to happen so so greatly because that money is still going to be made and it definitely behooves the people that don't have yoga's best interest at heart to mm-hmm. perpetuate the fact that teachers shouldn't be making money mm-hmm. like it it is definitely at their benefit for that mindset to be prevalent so let's step in mm-hmm. like let's let's claim at least some or as much as you like of that yeah. I mean, good grief like there's just so much as you said it's like 
you should your bill should be paid you should be feeling good you should be should be feeling so good like claiming six figures claiming 100k of 60 billion is just not that much no it's not (laughs) you deserve it whoever's listening you deserve that and you can make it happen yes yes thank you thank you that we need we need to hear more of this Mm -hmm. yeah well I'm gonna keep talking about it (laughs) yeah we're, we're listening I'm so glad I love it this is such a good chat. So, okay. All right. So you have some cool things out there that, and ways that we can work with you. So tell us a little bit more how we can find those. Yeah. So mostly I'm on Instagram. So if you want to connect with me, send me a message. It's Jackie G dot Murphy. My middle name is Grace. So it's a G in there. And gosh, there are lots of different ways you can reach out to work with me, but I would say the easiest, most accessible is I have a free course called the profitable yoga business course. It's a 10 day email course. So you just have to open up your email and read a cup of coffee. And I'm going to teach you how to make money. (laughs) You can just head over either to my Instagram or to my website and you'll be able to find that. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Definitely. We'll put a link uh, for folks to sign up for that. That sounds incredible. And just so easy. So that's the whole point. Like let's make it easy. So good. So good. Okay, cool. We'll we'll put links and uh, of course your Instagram there in the show notes too. So everybody can follow along. Thank you so much for your time. This was awesome. I had a blast. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica. I'm sure we'll talk in the future. Appreciate it. Oh, what'd you think? I hope that you got as much out of that as I did. Jackie is just so generous with her time and her insights. I absolutely love her. So go give her a follow. It's at JackieG.Murphy on Instagram and check out the show notes for the course that she mentioned. That is such a lovely thing to have delivered to your inbox. So I hope that you take advantage. Send me a DM on Instagram. What did you think about this episode? I would love to know your thoughts. You can follow me over at jessicacross.co. Let me know what you think. If you have these types of thoughts ruminating where you just can't move forward in your business, you get really stuck in the how, and you really want to know what it is it's going to take you forward, I would love to help. That's exactly what I do in my one-to-one coaching containers. I help yoga teachers make the thing happen and I can hold you accountable. I can show you what I did and I can show you how to find your own way in this yoga world. As Jackie and I were talking about, it's a big industry and you deserve a slice of that because you are going to hold this practice in integrity. So send me a DM at jessicacross.co. I'd love to chat with you and book a consult with me and let's make it happen for you. All right. We'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. It's all then. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off the Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.